Welcome back to Caffeine Confessionals. We are here to talk about the Challenge All-Star Season 3, Episode 8, the penultimate episode right before the final. My name is Alan Aguirre, and I'm joined by my lovely Vermontian co-host Zoe Trimboli. Hi, everyone. We are not joined by Luke. He's on vacation. Uh, Nikki has some technical problems. It's just the two of us today, so we're going to have fun. Uh, we're going to breeze through this episode of Challenge All-Stars, which I'm going to go out on a limb and say this was the worst episode of Challenge All-Stars they've ever done. It was not a lot of content. It was a lot of meandering. It felt overproduced. And the worst part is it was a cliffhanger. We didn't get much content, and then it ended on a cliffhanger. It just felt like a giant middle finger to us. Yeah, I was so frustrated having to sit through that entire episode with really nothing happening and then for it to hang on a cliffhanger, end on a cliffhanger. That just didn't feel fair after being a dedicated challenge fan for all these years. And you, you think about like that debut episode like that of like the first challenge all stars where they throw so much content at you where you have like a house party, you have all these people being reintroduced, you have a daily challenge, and somehow we still get a deliberation and elimination of that first episode. It was refreshing. There was a finality to it that just, like, made the episode perfect. And when you don't end the episode on an elimination, it just doesn't feel right. And especially because, like, let's be honest, spoilers exist for the challenge. So, we like, most people know who's winning the elimination. And the fact that, like, it's like, oh, people will tune in. And it's like, no, people are just going to spoil in the comments who won over and over again. It's annoying. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. I uh, wish I had fast-forwarded through most of it. But there's a few glorious moments that I am looking forward to talking about just because it made me laugh. But yeah, yeah, not not it, not the, not the go- good old days of the challenge. That's for sure. No. Uh, let's jump into the episode. We see the aftermath of the eliminations. Mark is hyped up. Him and Derek have four stars. Good for them. Uh, we see Naya heartbroken over the loss of Jordan, and she's just like. She's she just wants to quit. She doesn't want to be there anymore. You can tell like everyone was excited for the return of Hurricane Naya, and it's just very evident to me that that's just not who she is anymore. And her last experience in reality TV was like the aftermath of it was traumatic. Yeah, I was pretty mind blown when she said her only why for coming on here was coming on here with Jordan. I mean, I know that's how like kind of her behavior has been, but I was like. Not, not the money, not the redemption, not anything. So, like, she was truly devastated with his loss. I um, I was a little disappointed. The competitor in me wanted her to, like, give it to somebody else, you know? Like, yeah. like there's plenty of people. Ronnie just left, and she was heartbroken. Like, don't stay here and be, like, one foot out the door. If you really don't care, like, it's not too late. They'll bring somebody back to replace you. Yeah, and I I wasn't too harsh on Naya because I think it was it was just more of a sign that we kind of take for granted what some of these people go through, especially like when it comes to like the backlash of like oh you've been banned from the challenge idea, where I, I think most people assume that Naya would die to be back on the show, where it's just like because you know she was Hurricane Naya, she was like she won camera time, she wanted to be famous back in the day, but. After she got banned from the challenge, she had trouble getting work. She had trouble getting jobs. So this wasn't like a dream come true. It was like it was a traumatic experience for her. And she had anxiety because she knew like every decision she did would be looked at under a microscope. And I kind of commend her for being that good of a friend to Jordan for like because she doesn't want to be there. That's like the scariest thing for her. Yeah, 
I th I don't think we can even possibly understand how hard she's had to work to get the career that she has now. And yeah, I it was I know everyone hates Jordan and was probably disgusted by this interaction, but like it was really touching to see how important the the repair of that relationship was to her and that it really just meant something more to her than anything that we've seen on this show. But I felt for her. She was she was struggling. And I got to commend Nehemiah as well for being like actually like having really good words of advice. And like he talked openly nice like it's like, yeah, I live in a state where I don't have much family. Like, he, he lives in the same state as Wes, which is like Kansas City, Kansas. There's no one there. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, but he's like, there's just parts of me that like has to, you know, I have to find healthy ways to where I don't just like, my brain doesn't become clouded. So Nehemiah just seemed like a really good friend in this episode. Yeah. He, I think he's known what it's been like to be like the odd man out. So I think that I liked that protectiveness of her because she was being so vulnerable in that moment. So I really appreciated him like being there for her. And I, We'll talk about the daily challenge, but Brad does it a little bit too later in the episode, which I thought was really sweet. Yeah. Was there anything else before we got to the daily challenge? I thought we that was pretty much it, right? We went straight from that conversation to the daily challenge. Yep. And then at the daily challenge, we find out the big news that we kind of talked about last week. Veronica's toe. It does her in. She's automatically disqualified from the game. And it sucks because Veronica's played a killer strategic political, uh, social game to this point. She's been in three authorities. She just won the challenge last week. And looking at the way that this week's challenge played out, with the long swim that Johnny had to do and like still was able to pull off the win, if Veronica just had to do half the level of swim, we know she's mentally strong. She could have won this daily. She could have thrown John A in. And now we're talking about John A versus Kayla or Kellyanne in a pole wrestle. And that that just shakes everything up crazily. Yeah, that uh I was so frustrated. I think I literally said, oh, God, no, when they when TJ said it. And I think for her, she was genuinely shocked because she's walking around on that foot, you know, like, and again, I'm sitting there thinking, like, it's a broken toe. There's nothing they can do for you. Nothing doctors can do. You basically just have to wait it out. And I was I wish I was wearing my it's my body. It's my choice shirt right now because <laughs> like just let, let the girl live. Let her try. Yeah, it's I mean, we just Casey won last season with a broken toe. But she hid it from production. She didn't tell production she broke her toe. Um, it It's just such a heartbreaking way to lose because it's just like it's the smallest thing. And they just I, I guess they can't wave you through that. I don't I don't get it. But I mean, I, I do. I do. And I don't because I don't know. It's it's ridiculous. And it's just it's heartbreaking because she's had a good season. And I don't like I, I truly don't think Veronica was ever going to win the final. But I think just being able to run a final for the first time after all these years would have mattered just so she gets that opportunity. And for all the other girls in the house, it changes the outcome of the season. It just it does. It changes who wins the season because of this injury. And it's wild. Yeah, it really impacted Kayla. You could tell that she was really upset. Like it kind of shook her up. She was a little taken out of it. But um, I did appreciate TJ giving her her flowers and giving her the respect that she deserved because I think a lot of times Veronica's wins are underappreciated because of the air of the challenge that she got them in but she is an icon of reality tv like she is part of the reason that this show is the way that it is because of the political and strategic moves that she's made throughout her career and like he said I hope that we see her again yeah uh 
her star was up for grabs, which is a big detail in this episode. Stars were a big part of this episode because, like, you know, we 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 talked about maybe it could be used as an immunity idol down the line. Maybe it could be used for something like that. Nope, they're yeah. gonna be they're just gonna be used in the final. That's that's what it comes down to. And it makes the fact that Tina's three stars got wiped off the board with no replacement really big on the female side of the game. Because uh, <laughs> that's three stars someone could have in their account really easily. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, because in the male side, there's like the stars are a lot more stacked up. Uh, we go into the daily challenge. It is a game where players have to jump out of a helicopter. They memorize a pattern that they can only see from an aerial view. Uh, they then swim. You have to time your jump at the right moment as well in the helicopters to, to like to minimize your swim. Uh, you swim over to an area where you recreate the pattern. Uh, yeah, you know, on paper, this should be a good daily challenge because it's you know it has an extreme aspect to it, has a mental, a physical aspect to it. What we watched was so boring, and it was mm-hmm. just a slog, and there was no rhyme or reason to like who's doing well. I only knew that Johnny had a long swim. That's all I could tell in the daily. Yeah. I did say at the beginning when TJ was explaining the rules, I said that red line is going to be important. I know, like, just just the fact that we heard it, I was like, mm, this is this is something that's going to come back to bite somebody. Um, but I think it was leading up to the or leading up to the daily challenge when Kellyanne was like talking about Kayla and talking about how she wants her to like kind of feel the burn and she like likes to see her sweat. I was. I mean, this is my first shout out to Big Rach who watched the episode with me, which is one of my friends who makes watching the challenge really joyful, especially because she has no knowledge of what's going on. But she's like, I just don't like that girl. Something weird about her. <laughs> it was a, it was such a weird comment. It's like she wants you to feel the burn. I'm like, Caleb's been putting it in work since day one. What are you talking about? None of you were, like, being intentionally, like, left alone. Like, you just didn't have an alliance. Those are different things. <laughs> It's like you chose to go do yoga. Like that's not that's your fault. Uh, I, I, I did I did like Kellyanne's sweater this episode though. I actually she looked great. She did. I I really wanted like the male version of that like sweater to make you. That's 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 what I thought yeah, when watching. I'm sure it exists. Oh, one thousand percent. The men's game. Uh, well, actually, no. Before we get into the results, uh, Naya doesn't jump out the airplane. Uh, she's afraid of heights. She always has been. And especially now with Jordan not there and she's just checked out, it was just it was just too much. Um, I was hopeful that Brad's pep talk was going to get her into it. I thought that was so sweet and unnecessary of him. Um, and I think what I was realizing through watching the episode is, like, the reason I think that Brad has become my favorite this of who's left this season is there's something about him that feels more authentic compared to the other guys that are there. Like, he's just himself. He might crazy he might be like bug-eyed he might be all these different things but like he's never putting on a show for the camera like he's just a big personality and I liked seeing that little tender moment from him because like what does it matter to him if he is trying to get an eye on that helicopter but it was sweet made me root for bionic brad again so I thought yeah I, I thought it was a very genuine moment from him I don't think it was the right words to use with Naya specifically I was like yeah I don't think you understand who she is he was uh, yeah, but I'm like, he was just trying his best. Like, you just, you know, you just want someone trying their best sometimes. Uh, the daily challenge goes on. On the men's side, it comes down to Mark and Derek, surprisingly. Um, Mark pulls out the win. He's going to the final. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> and then Kellyanne fucked up the red line. Yeah. Which honestly did not surprise me in the slightest. <laughs> um, 
And the fact that she completely forgot about it and, like, didn't even think about it is... It's on brand. Yeah. So. Johnny, yeah, Johnny pulls out the win. She takes the star, meaning Johnny will have five stars in the final, which is more than the other three women combined will have in the final. Yeah, I'm worried for my girl Kayla if she is to make it to this final. That is, I mean, we still don't know what they are, but it feels like a big hurdle to overcome. Yeah. Um, and between Nia not having stars and being completely checked out and seemingly out of shape. Not looking good for her. Brad and Kayla, man, they've killed this season. They they were the best daily challenge players. They were the best probably like physical competitors all season. And now they have one star each going into the final. And it just seems like there should have been other ways to earn stars. Yeah, why not winning daily? Yeah. You could do both. Then it like, I mean, maybe production just isn't wanting to deal with the hassle of all those stars. Because it's, I don't know what they're doing with them, but. Yeah, I think feel like winning a daily challenge is just as important. Yeah, they got they got punished for being good. It seems like, and that's it. It just seems like a flaw in the game. Uh, <laughs> I will say there was the funny aspect of Nehemiah going into the daily challenge. Like, yeah, I haven't tried to win anything all season because uh, I'm trying to play stealth mode, and I'm just like, look, man, I don't know if that's true, but let's run with the narrative. Let's keep let, like let's spin it. Let's spin this. <laughs> That was on brand, too, honestly. <laughs> Fine. The big I, yeah. Do we like this guy? And I was like, not really. Like, I was like, he's fine, but he's just a little much, a little much for me. Um, I, I like Nehemiah. He goes to the beat of his own drum. Uh, <laughs> it, it's great when he's going against, like, a true, like, asshole. Yeah. It, it's great, but when it's just, like, him on his own, like, when everyone's just being normal, it's like, hey, can you just chill sometimes, brother? Yeah. <laughs> I like him with Melinda last season, too. I liked that I, together. I, they were my favorite pair. They had such a genuine, like, love for one another. They just yeah. supported each other. Okay. Ah, they were they were, they were were amazing. Uh, yeah. Coming out of the Daily Challenge, everyone's now thinking about, okay, what's going to happen with this final elimination? Uh, Wes postures the idea to Brad and Nehemiah, like, hey, uh, how about I throw myself in? I call out Derek. I take his four stars. I get six stars. I'm going to fuck you guys up in the final. Yeah. I mean, it was a great a great idea, and I don't think any bit of it was, like, he is cocky, but I didn't think any bit of it was cocky because it was just a, it was a smart plan. He's trying to put himself in the best position to win at the end. I will say him talking about just wanting to win, just wanting the trophy – them not needing the money. I was like, God damn it. I really want this guy to lose. I was like, some of this pe- some of these people actually need this money. Everyone I know could use this money. And you're just like, oh, I just want to win. It's like cool from a competitive point, but I was like, fuck off. The whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's one of those things too, where I, I, I appreciate it because at least he's staying consistent with like the character he's playing. I'm like, cause if he said like, yeah, I actually really need this one. I'd, I'd be a little bit like, I'd be a bit confused. Um, so at least he, at least he stayed like loyal to his fucking character, but it just, it was, he's ridiculous. I, I, and I did enjoy him telling his best friends that he was going to fuck them up in a final. It kind of reminded me of like how I talked to my, like my 12 year old friends. We played video games like, oh, hey, I'm going to destroy you in FIFA. I'm going to destroy you in Monopoly right now, brother. Yeah. Big Rage (laughs) hated him. She was like, no, where she's like, I don't get it. He's so cocky, so gross. And I was like, yeah, I mean, like, that's, he's doing something for TV. 
I I don't feel like even after these all these years, I really know the real Wes. Like, I don't know who he is. I know who the TV version of Wes is, but I don't know that I know him as a person. He He's kind of a weirdo. He, it's just it's just funny because like you look at the way he dresses there's no rhyme or reason there's like there's no like you're like you're a business guy but you're wearing under armor athletic gear that's not always matching uh you're supposed to be an intellect but you're really into slipknot like he doesn't like i'm not trying to box him in or anything but it's just i i, I don't have a grasp on him i i actually think the next step in wes's life is finding like getting rich enough to where he gets like a professional like stylist and groomer I feel like I would take him to the next like level. I bet his wife takes good care of him when he's at home. She's like, nah, don't wear that. Because she's cute and she's fashionable. And she's She is. If, yeah. if she's gonna go anywhere with him, she's gonna be like, no, try again. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, Mark catches wind of Wes's plan and he's like, Well, why don't I just like Derek, you should go in so you could either call out uh Nehemiah or Wes depending on the game. And I do think part of Mark telling Derek that is that he secretly thought, I don't want Wes to have six stars in the final. I think Wes is the biggest threat in the final, and I think him with six stars is unbeatable. I think Nehemiah with five stars is a little bit more manageable, if that's the worst-case scenario. Yeah, nailed it. I thought the exact same thing. Um, And Mark is good at spinning this whole, everything that he suggests is like, I'm just doing this for you, man. Like, this is always just for you. But, uh, yeah, that felt like a no-brainer. It was like, hashtag, duh. Um, But, yeah. (laughs) Then we get the stupid phone call, right? Yeah, uh, we get a phone call between Bananas and Wes, and it is one of the worst segments of television I've ever watched because we had those dumb joint confessionals they had together on Total Madness Mm -hmm. that were overproduced and corny. Imagine the same thing, except one of them's not even in the game. The audio is terrible, and they're just they're just it was just like how how do you like because the producers definitely had this scene in mind. Like, Bananas came prepared because he had a thong on. He had a dumb hat on. Right, like, was ready to put so on. stupid. Like, I think of this show, and I think of the people who have real beef, right? Like, I think of Veronica and Beth, even. Like, that, them being together, or Tina and Beth, if they had been in the house together. How fucking weird that would be. I think of, like, can you imagine them setting up a phone, uh, Skype call between Kayla and Cara Maria? Or something like that. Like that's. I, I would actually kind. Of, I would actually kind of watch that. <laughs> I would watch it because it's yeah. real. Like that is real animosity, and these two are supposed to be enemies for so long, and they can. They're like doing this. I'm just like, ugh. I hated everything yeah. about it. Uh, I didn't need to see Banana's ass. I just didn't need that twice. in my life twice. Yeah, yeah, I the first time was already too much. I, I didn't need to see his face at the honestly. Um, it was it was just it was overbearing. It was un- and and the worst part about all of this is the fact that not only did Wes's plan to not throw him like Mark didn't even give Wes the opportunity to throw himself in. Spoiler alert: Derek doesn't even call out Wes, so Wes is kind of unimportant to all of this. So we had all this time devoted to this part of the like this strategy element of the episode. Doesn't matter. Just doesn't matter. Not one bit. Just we had to suffer, and the episode got named after him for that. I was like, that's how you know how shitty this episode was because that tiny segment, which was arguably the worst part of this bad episode, is it's what inspired the title. So it's like, eh. 
no. It's it's a gross miscalculation of the editors of like what made the first couple All Stars good in this episode, and I just hope they it doesn't keep going down this path because last week's episode wasn't stellar. This week's episode is worse, and like I like this season as a whole. There's been a lot of great moments. It's just not going down a good path, and I just hope I just hope things get better. Get back to those authentic reality TV personalities. Like, just don't try too hard. Let them just be real people. That's what we love about the franchise and, like, the real world and the road rules to begin with. Like, real, dynamic people. Not influencers. Not people trying to create sound bites. Like, that's what we want. Whew. Let's go into the women's game now. And all three women tell John A., hey, throw me into elimination. Because they all realize that like, there's a 66% chance they're going in anyway. Even if they're not the one going in, they know if they get called out, it's going to be in a game that they're not good at. So they want to be able to pick their opponent based on the games because they all do have different skill sets. Uh, and that that's, like, the big thing because, like, Kellyanne's calling Kayla out if it's, like, a puzzle, and she's calling Nia out if it's endurance. Nia's calling out Kellyanne if it's, like, super physical. Um, and she's calling out Kayla. I don't know. Because Nia has some weird beef towards Kayla. That just, I don't, like, at, like... There's something missing in this episode because when they get to the elimination arena, Naya has some weird animosity towards her. I think she, I don't know if she like felt left out by the treehouse or like she's kind of indicated it on social media a little bit too. Like she holds like some resentment towards her and Kayla doesn't seem like she's really interacting with Naya. So maybe that that's all it took. But yeah, she definitely harbors a lot of animosity towards her. I don't really get it. I did I, I did love the interaction between Kayla and John A because we really haven't seen those two interact all season. Uh, they just have like a mutual respect for one another and I liked I, I just love Kayla's comment like, oh hey, there's Kellyanne doing yoga. Haven't seen her doing yoga since Kendall left. <laughs> I liked like getting to see that friendship and I liked that I got to see that John A also doesn't love Kellyanne as <laughs> I've made my opinions pretty clear throughout the season, I think. Uh, so that felt good. I, I Just listening to her, like, vent about the crazy way Kellyanne came up to her, I was like, don't put Nia in. Put me in. Do it to me. It's not fair. Pick me. <laughs> like, I like Kel- Kellyanne has the Brad eyes this season. They're just working overtime in so many scenes. She sucked them out of Brad's eyeballs. <laughs> because they're not coming from Brad this season. <laughs> Ultimately, uh, Derek is the one going in from Mark's choice because, like, that's their strategy. And Johnny picks Kayla because she knows Kayla's her biggest threat in the final. So she's like, I want to make sure no matter what, she's in the elimination. So there's a chance she goes home. Makes sense. He also did say that she respected her as a competitor and wanted to give her the chance to choose. So, like, it was, I think, that and equal parts, like, she liked Kayla the most. So she just gave her the chance to actually choose because I think Kayla was going to get picked regardless because unless it was an endurance one and it was Kellyanne that had gotten thrown in, I think Naya was going to pick her no matter what because she's got some weird beef with her. And and yeah, Kellyanne probably would have chosen Kayla for most things. I could even imagine like just talking out of my ass like... um, if Kellyanne had been the one thrown in, Naya going up to her is like, hey, I'm going to quit anyway. I'll give you my two stars. So that 
I could I could see that happening. That's something I totally. could see yeah. happening. But like even then, that, that, I don't want to say that about. I don't know. Let's move on to the elimination arena though. They see a pole on the ground. They know what the elimination is. It's a pole wrestle. Derek, 15 years of beef with Wes, 16 years oh. of beef with Wes, uh, all stemming from their original pole wrestle. After that pole wrestle ends, Wes says, like, I, I, I love that man. I want him to be the godfather of my children. Uh, like, he's such, he, like, I, that was a battle. Derek was like, this dude's on steroids. I hate him. I hate this dude. For years, Derek just dogs Wes on social media. In the early 2010s, like, on Facebook, uh, Derek was calling out Wes for like doing steroids and being like, like you know, just like completely to pile on it. Wes at the time wrote a long post, like this is we're talking about, like 2009 here, like early early social media era. Wes writes like like a long post, like saying that like Derek cheats on his like his wife at the time and stuff like that. Like they were real messy because like social media was different back then. People didn't realize like the ramifications it had with with certain things. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to 2018 or so, 2017, Derek comes back to the challenge. He does that pole wrestle with Joss. Wes tweets like, oh, I just saw the elimination. It was a physical dominance by Joss. Uh, amazing to see. And then Derek was like, I won the elimination. What are you talking about? It's like, he physically dominated you. It's like back and forth, back and forth. They're calling each other out. They're, they have a bit of a better relationship now because like Wes has done challenge mania stuff with him. But that's always existed. It's 16 years of beef culminating to this moment final elimination pull in the sand what does derek do wimps the fuck out (sighs) so derek for a long time was my favorite male competitor like the longest time i just thought he was david and everyone else was goliath in a lot of these situations he got put into and I just respected his competitive spirit. And I feel like he has built his name on this show as like the guy that goes up against these crazy odds and like pulls them out or is just like so close, but not close enough. He's just like the consummate competitor. And wow, that was so fucking lame. (laughs) This is like the moment that's going to haunt his challenge legacy because like, Unless you win the elimination against Nehemiah and then win the championship, it looks like the most scared move ever. He told Wes, like, Wes, you have won our rivalry. You beat me. Like, this is, like, like even if I would have beat you, like, you've now beaten me in pole wrestle five times because I wasn't even willing to face you here. Mm-hmm. It was You're just. You're the alpha. I'm the beta. Like, yeah. Tail between his legs. And what's even worse is how he buries himself when he says, I'm going for the weakest player I'm going for the easiest option. Let's go, Nehemiah. Uh, I don't think Nehemiah is that weak. And also, like, Nehemiah, he's kind of, like, low body fat percentage. Like, he's not a small guy, but he has very low body fat percentage. Nehemiah has, like, I don't know if you're ever... Five inches? He's... Uh, three, four inches. I mean, Nehemiah's like a five, nine, five, six. I'll be honest. I stood next to Nehemiah. I'm five, six, five, seven. I thought I was the same height as him. Okay. And, and I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 235 pounds. I felt much bigger than him because he, I mean, he's a, he, he's a slender guy. He's got very little body fat percentage, really like not eating a lot of bad food. That guy, really healthy diet. If he has anything that's like significant though, dude has gigantic biceps. Yep. Dude has massive fucking pythons. And you're like, you think that guy is the guy you want to face in a pole wrestle? <laughs> oh, wow. It was just. 
he, that was like the worst thing to say. I know he was going for the TV moment, but like you're just riling up your competitor. And if Nehemiah can develop anything over the course of an episode, it's a fucking chip on his shoulder. And like you just gave him all the ammunition to even get more hyped for this elimination. And then you have Wes <laughs> just like pumping him up as he's going down there. And I have to say, the moment that killed me killed me he's like he's not gonna have a family to come back to and it reminded me of the <laughs> mma fans out there do you remember any of the trash talk that went on between ben Askren and jorge masvidal leaving up, leading up to their fight oh oh okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so there's like a lot of trash talk because that's what masvidal does right and at one point he goes to he says that he's gonna end Askren's bloodline and ben Askren's like dude i got kids are you going to kill my kids? Like, <laughs> Wes, are you going to kill Derek's children? Like, what do you mean you're not going to have a family to go back to? Like, what? That was just, like, one of those things where people are just, like, rattling off things they think are going to be good, and they stop thinking, and then something comes out that just doesn't make any sense. And I was like, he's going to have a family to come back to. Like, that, that's... Hey. <laughs> It's a tough look for Derek, because not only was Wes hyping him up, in the actual elimination once it started... John A was getting some chimes in there, me as my support, and Naya was saying the wild that she was literally saying like break I have the clip <laughs> break yeah, break his fucking shit. I read it as break his like I don't know because like I it has like the auto uh, uh closed captions mm-hmm. online because this is I did not get that from the Paramount closed captions. That's just like whatever mm-hmm. sketchy side I'm using. I heard break his effing neck. <laughs> I heard that's what I <laughs> might have been. <laughs> Oh my God! It was like you got people love Nehemiah. People people really will go will die for Nehemiah. Or they just don't like Derek. Could be oh. both. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was uh, and from what we saw in the beginning, I know it ended on a fucking cliffhanger, which was just so stupid. But he was manhandling him. He was fucking him up. That, and what's crazy too is that's Nehemiah's first ever headbanger elimination of his entire challenge career. That's wild. <laughs> it's like, oh, can he do this? Oh yeah, this guy's he's been waiting for this moment his entire life. Like I, it's 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 one of those moments where I'm like, I I'm like kind of afraid. I'm not I'm not actually like afraid, but it's like, oh my god, I'm not I don't want that smoke anymore. I don't, I would never. Yeah. <laughs> I think those are the best eliminations to get pumped up for though. Like when you. Especially someone like Nehemiah, someone like Derek. That's the best elimination to be going into, just getting, like, fucking hyped, getting ready. Like yeah. Derek does look a bit skinnier this season than he has in the past. He, look, he looks like he's, like, about 10 to 15 pounds, like, light. I mean, and maybe he's the same weight, but he doesn't look like he has as much muscle as he's had in previous, like, like from his, like, Joss elimination specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think he looked well. We'll see. He was getting fucked up. Naya spoke yeah. it into fruition there. She said, break his fucking neck, and that might be what happens. <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. I, we, we do not wish any neck breaks on no, this podcast. No, I'm not wishing we, that. We disavow, we, we disavow neck breaks. I want to be very clear. I do talk shit, but I do not any, want anyone to break their neck. Okay? Just want to <laughs> Uh, also, there was a Kellyanne uh, Kayla elimination for Paul Russell, and they teased it in the trailer. I'm just gonna say that's not happening. That's just straight up not happening, and I can tell you why. Because they show the trailer for next week's final, and they're partnered up in the final at different points. We need to have the same amount of people, so we can't I have agree. odd numbers. 
I agree. In the preview, they did show them holding a pole. And then TJ's just gonna blow the horn. I just—that's what's gonna happen. TJ's just that's gonna be. TJ's just be like, ah, no, you guys don't have to do it. It's just because like that TJ troll at this point, and they they just want it for the trailer. When I was watching the episode the whole time, I'm saying that elimination's not gonna happen. It's just not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. And then I saw it in the preview, and I was like, what the fuck's going on? And if that's what happens, I'm gonna be even more pissed. Like, don't get me all hyped up to see them in a headbanger and then just say, nah, never mind. I mean, Kayla's winning that straight up. Like Kayla. Kayla's built for headbanger. She's got the shoulder. I mean, like, we saw her, like, day one of her challenge career going the headbanger with Marie. Marie outside is her, and Kayla's just throwing tackles. Like, she likes physicality. That's where she's her best. And, like, I think Kellyanne's a scrappy competitor, but Kellyanne, Kayla's got some muscle and some size on her and loves physicality. Kayla's winning that. Yeah. Not, yeah. I feel the same way. I still want to see it, though. Oh, I 1,000, to, yeah. I want to see those eyes bulge one more time. Who do you who do you think would win Johnny versus Kellyanne in a pole wrestle? Because I think it's a I think Ke- Johnny has some weight on her, but Kellyanne is very scrappy and has more muscle. Yeah, that's hard to say because I think Johnny is smarter, so she would play it the best way for her to win. Whether it's like weight her out, I, like I think ah, I'm rooting for Johnny, but like endurance wise, you have to believe Kellyanne is more prepared. You know, you know what. I think John A would have won because there was the element of you have to go drag your opponent to the, to the, to, yeah. So I think because of that, the weight for John A is a, to just like, you know, not even getting the pull, but just nudging her in the direction. Whereas like in a standard pull wrestle, I think I might take Kellyanne, but because you have to go light it and take him to one side, I think John A maybe gets it. I think John A too, her confidence this season is a major factor. Like she believes yeah. her. And between that and I think honestly I just think she's got a little more heart like I I'm I would be betting on her but I think her confidence this season has just made her challenge career skyrocket like I think it's so cool yeah. to watch this new and improved John A. Kelly, Kellyanne is one of the scrappiest 110 women Maybe yeah not. she might weigh less than that honestly she's so tiny she's so thin and so muscly. Tiny. I thought about that during the daily. I think when she was training for Nia at one point, I was like, wow, she's small. <laughs> That's our episode. I mean, we got the final. I've got the final next week. Uh, I put out, like, on my blog, I put out, like, what are the odds? And it really depends on the way the elimination goes. Because I think if, ne- if Nehemiah has five stars, we saw him come in first place in part one of the final last season with Melinda having a bad ankle. I think he kind of becomes the favorite for the final because he's really well-rounded, um, has good endurance, and would have the most stars. Uh, Mark is really big, and that's just hard for, like, a long final. Brad is, I mean, bionic Brad, but he only has one star. And then Wes, you know, he's got two stars. I don't think Derek has, like, a shot to win unless he has the five stars. And even then, it's like Derek isn't really well-rounded for a final. I think Derek could come in second or third, but I don't know if he could win. I'm curious to see how these stars impact if they are running in pairs, though. Like, that's super interesting because part of running a final in pairs, too, is getting the right partner at the right time. So, like, John A could have all these stars. Mark could have all these stars. Whoever wins this elimination between the men. And, like, how does that going to work when they're paired with someone with none? Like, it's just interesting to think about. Like, could someone be catching strays because they're paired with someone else? I don't know. Yeah. I, I think Wes and Kellyanne are the two people you'd want as a partner in almost any leg. 
where like they don't really they have the least amount of like weaknesses. They won't bring you down, yeah. Yeah, um, but they don't have the most stars. John A having five stars compared to two one and one. Uh, <laughs> and we know she's won finals before. She has to be the favorite going into this. And she's in the best shape she's been in so far in All Stars. Easily. So, like, yeah, she. I saw the Instagram post of her going to CrossFit. Like, she's ready. And yeah, I hope that we get through that elimination real quick at the beginning of the next episode, so we can get back to some challenge goodness. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, hopefully, all four of us will be on the podcast next week. Uh, make sure to follow Zoe on Twitter at Nani Gonzalez. Follow me on Twitter at the Alan Aguirre. Uh, Caffeine Confessionals on Twitter or CF Confessional. I don't know. I tweet. I tweet random nonsense on there. Uh, I don't tweet it. Someone someone tweets it. It's not me. Uh, <laughs> That's the place for all your random thoughts, all your random challenge thoughts that you don't want to share on your own name. You just throw them on Caffeine Confessionals. Oh yeah, one thousand percent. I'm like, oh, who tweeted this? I'm like, I someone runs the account. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's our episode, everyone. Hopefully it's for next week. Yeah.